Abstract 7. As part of our series of study skills talks, John Gregory is going to talk to you today about the theory of multiple intelligences, a way of discovering more about how you, as an individual, may learn best. Hello. I'd like to start off today by giving you a little background information on the theory and then look at what these multiple intelligences are and how you can learn to make the most of your strengths in different areas. The traditional view of intelligence, as measured by IQ tests, tends to focus on just two sorts of intelligence linguistic and logical mathematical, or in other words, being good with words. Or with numbers and logic. In his book Frames of Mind, Howard Gardner suggested that there were, in fact, other ways of being intelligent that were not always recognized by the school system. He suggested seven different intelligences, which we will look at today, though he has since increased the number to eight and thinks there may be more still. So, what are the types of multiple intelligence? Firstly, those already mentioned linguistic and logical mathematical. People with linguistic or verbal intelligence are good at communicating with others through words. They will learn languages easily and enjoy writing and speaking. They tend to think in words rather than in pictures. They will be good at explaining and teaching and persuading others to their point of view. Not surprisingly, they will often become journalists, teachers, lawyers, politicians, and writers. Those who are strong in logical mathematical intelligence are good at seeing patterns and making connections between pieces of information. They reason well and can solve problems effectively. They're the kind of student that asks a lot of questions. They make good scientists, computer programmers, engineers, accountants, or mathematicians. Then there are the personal intelligences interpersonal, meaning between people, and intrapersonal, meaning within yourself. Those of you with good interpersonal intelligence have the ability to see things from other people's points of view. Understanding how others feel and think. You encourage people to cooperate and communicate well with others, both verbally and non verbally. You'll make good counsellors, salespeople, politicians, and managers. Intrapersonal intelligence is more about being able to understand yourself, recognize your own strengths and weaknesses, and your inner feelings. If you're strong in this area, you'll make good researchers, theorists, and philosophers. If you tend to think in pictures rather than words, you may be strong in visual spatial intelligence. You enjoy drawing and designing, as well as reading and writing. If you tend to doodle on your notes in class, that may be a sign of this intelligence. You'll have a good sense of direction and find graphs, charts, and maps easy to understand. A good job for you might be a designer, an architect, a mechanic, or engineer. Bodily kinesthetic intelligence is about the ability to control body movements and handle objects skillfully. 
Athletes, dancers, actors will be strong in this area. Sometimes physical skills are seen as something entirely separate from intelligence, something which Gardner strongly challenges by including this intelligence. Finally, musical intelligence. If you have a good deal of musical intelligence, you'll often play an instrument, but not necessarily. If you often find yourself tapping out rhythms in class, this may be a sign that you're learning through your musical intelligence. Not surprisingly, you'll make a good musician or songwriter. Track 8 If you're aware of where your strengths lie, you can use this information to help you study more effectively. For example, if you have high linguistic intelligence, you'll learn well through group discussions, listening to lectures and reading. Whereas if you're stronger in logical mathematical intelligence, you may learn better through problem-solving activities. Those of you with strong visual-spatial intelligence will respond well to videos, diagrams and charts. You'll probably find it helpful to learn vocabulary through using word maps. If you're interpersonally intelligent, try working in groups or pairs or teaching someone else what you're trying to learn. Your good communication skills mean that you'll also learn well through listening to others. Or if you're more intrapersonally intelligent, it may be better for you to do some studying alone, setting yourself goals. If you have high bodily kinesthetic intelligence, you may find it easy to study while walking around, Though perhaps you shouldn't try this in class. The musically intelligent may learn well through songs or with background music on while they study. It is important to recognise that everyone is a combination of all the intelligences, just in different strengths. For many tasks and jobs, you need to use a combination of strengths. So, what does the questionnaire you've completed tell you about how? Track 9 I didn't learn to drive until I was about 25, which is pretty unusual in this country, I think. Most people learn as soon as they can, when they're 17, but I lived in London where the public transport is pretty good, so I didn't really need a car. When I got a job where I needed to drive, I wasn't really worried about learning. I thought I would pick it up pretty easily. I'm usually a quick learner, so I decided to book myself an intensive driving course. A lesson every day for two weeks, and then I'd take the test. Talk about throwing yourself in at the deep end. Well, although I was so confident, it turned out I didn't really have an aptitude for driving. In fact, I was terrible. And I had to pass the test because my new job depended on it. It was certainly a steep learning curve. I didn't actually pass the first time. I think I was just too nervous. But I took the test again a week later, and this time I did pass. Track 10 Hello there, Sean. Hello, Dr Williams. I'd like to talk to you about my assignment, please. Oh, fine. Come on in and have a seat. Have you started work on it yet? 
Yes, I have. I've started doing some reading around, and I've roughed out an outline of what I want to do. But I wanted to just check with you that I was going in the right direction. Okay, good. So, what have you decided to look at? What really interests me is the idea of nature versus nurture, with regard to intelligence, and looking at whether a child is just born clever. Or whether their parents, teachers, friends, people like that influence them. Do you think that this is a suitable subject for me to focus on? Well, it's a big topic for a two thousand word assignment. People have been debating that for years, and there's still no definitive answer. Yes, I know. I've been researching in the library, though, and I found several studies that have tried to compare the effects of genetic factors and environmental factors on children. Well, there's no shortage of literature on this subject, that's for sure. Yes, and that's my main problem at the moment. For every study that shows that genetic potential is the most important factor. There's another to show the opposite. The best thing to do is to choose a selection of research that shows a similar pattern, and compare that in relation to one or two studies which don't follow the same trends. Then try to analyse why the results might differ. Okay. Another question I wanted to ask you was whether I should include my own opinion. It's fine to do that, but be careful not to make your writing sound too personal. That is, make sure that you back up any statements with clear reasons or evidence, and don't forget to make reference to where you found that information. What do you mean exactly? Well, for example, if you say that in Australia fewer children from lower-income families go to university, even though that's a fairly well-known fact. You need to mention the source of that information. You mean find a study that has shown that? Yes, and include the reference in your bibliography at the end of your assignment. The bibliography should that include all the books I've used for reference? No, only the ones that you've directly cited in the essay. Put them in alphabetical order according to author, not in the order that you use them in the essay. Remember, you were given a handout on this topic at the start of term. Yes, that's right. Right. Thanks for your time. I'll go and get on with it. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. If you have any further questions or points you want to discuss, then we can cover these in your next tutorial. Great. Thank you for your help. Bye. Cheerio.